Okay, guys, welcome back to part two. And in this episode, we're going to tell you how you can kind of detox from wrestling a little bit, get yourself together so you guys can learn to enjoy the product again, whether it's great, bad, or indifferent, at least you will have a better, a clearer mind to watch it and you won't be so negative towards the sport because we all know that wrestling is, of course, an escape for everyone. And a lot of us watch it just because it's nostalgic. We enjoy watching it. We love the athleticism of it. But sometimes it can be a bit taxing. And after the year that we have had and being in, you know, this year watching wrestling, it's been a bit, it's become a bit of a chore for some people. So for that alone, I make a few suggestions in the podcast of what you can do to kind of clear your mind of those negative cobwebs and then maybe come back to the sport and enjoy it a little bit better. We also do go in on Jim Cornette and his shady ass comments against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I don't know what it is, but he has an issue with Sasha specifically, it seems, because she always seems to come up in conversation with him. And the women's division always seems to come up in conversation with him. I don't understand it. It's like he has an issue with women he just can't seem to get with. Or women that won't give him the time of day. Whatever works for you, but just know that it's handled. <laughs> we give them all of the smoke, okay? Make sure you guys follow us on our social medias as always, and I hope you guys enjoy this show. So now the question is, how do we move forward as fans when we're watching this? And the way the way I see it is this. You watch what you want to watch. Alexis is tired, okay? So she's like, fuck all of this. I'm taking a break from this shit. I'm sick of these motherfuckers. They pissing me off. She's like, I'm done. I'm done. I need a break. If you need a break, then take a break. There's nothing wrong with you stepping away from something because it doesn't fulfill you anymore. That's the smart thing to do. Instead of consistently punishing yourself and watching something that's putting you in a negative space. If it doesn't give you what you need, if this is no longer your place of solace, then you need to find something else to fill that void. If you can stand watching the shows and waiting it out, then I would suggest you do that too. But the way you do that is you watch it when it gives you what you want. Don't sit and watch three hours of Raw that doesn't give you anything. I'll tell you what I do. I watch Monday Night Raw, and when I see something that's worthy of being talked about, I record it, do my commentary on it, and then I move on. Now, there was a time where I would do the whole three hours of Raw because it would interest me. But after a while, you know, my husband be sitting here playing the game. I'm watching Raw. I find myself putting the TV on mute, getting on my computer, and drop like, you know, babe, can I use the TV? You know, I want I want to play it on the big screen. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Raw ain't giving me shit. You know? <laughs> Go ahead and watch it. Go ahead and use the TV if that's what you want to do. Then later on, it might come up where something happened. I'm like, okay, it's recorded. I go up there and watch it. Do my little commentary. And I go about my business. If I don't feel like watching SmackDown, I don't fucking watch it. If I don't feel like watching NXT or AEW or MLW, or NWA Power, if I don't feel like watching none of this stuff, I don't watch it. You have to detox. We've been sitting in the house for a year. An entire year. We have not been able to go anywhere and do anything. And we've been stuck having to watch WWE and AEW. And you know what? It ain't worth it. So, find another hobby. Go get you some Audible books. <laughs> 
or something, go read. I don't know. Take up tattooing or something. You know, go get you a um, go get you a nice little trade or something. You know, find you something to do. Cause right now wrestling just ain't it. It it just ain't. Watch anime. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> you need a fantasy break. Just just fucking watch anime, dude. Like shit. You could dive into anime. Anime give you a nice little reprieve from the life. You know, they be having motherfucking dragons and demons and shit. And it be all kind of stuff going on on the anime. Hunter x Hunter is a good one. You can watch Attack on Titan. They on their little hiatus. Gerard bad about that. They on their little <laughs> hiatus. Uh, you can start off watching One Punch Man. That's a good one. Um, you want to go old old school, go watch some Sailor Moon or something. You know, go get you, get you a little bit of Sailor Moon. Get you a little bit of... Um, uh, what else? Yeah, My Hero Academia is another one. Fairy Tale. Alexis, you might like Fairy Tale. You might want to get into that. Dude, I got three. I got to watch right off the bat. I got no room. If you like, you know, mafia style shows, watch 90 Days. 90 Days get you together. What's the. 91 Days? Is it 91 Days, babe? It's 91 Days. What's Mm -hmm. the new one? came out on Netflix and I forgot the name of it but it's like this it's a ex-mafia Don who's married like someone who wasn't in the mafia and now he's like a stay-at-home husband oh yeah the house husband house husband and that just oh my god that looks so good it's not and the thing too is like when I watch Raw it I'll initially start to watch it in the minute something happens where I'm just like are you kidding me right now it starts to become background noise and I start playing like Candy Crush and then I'll like do other things till I see something um, that's important for me to watch or something that's like fun for me to watch. When it comes to SmackDown, I always try to watch SmackDown because I thoroughly enjoy watching SmackDown. Their storylines have continuity to them. It's more fast paced. It's more of a sports feel. Um, but if wrestling, and this is the beautiful thing, if WWE is starting to get on your last nerves, there's so many other promotions um, that you can watch. You still have, you have AEW, you have ROH, MOW, you have Impact, you have AAA, there's New Japan. Also, there's plenty of apps like Fight TV and all these other places that actually show a lot of indie wrestling that you may not get to see on TV that will show you these up and coming stars that you can support and get behind and maybe you know garner a new following for them or something so it's just like there's multiple options um that you guys can watch and if it's just wrestling in general and wrestling fans do like what alexis is going to do do like what i did when i took seven weeks off and i just did not watch wrestling at all there may be a couple of times i try to like watch it but obviously i had to go to work because mama had to make her coins and i was tired so i couldn't watch it and not watching wrestling and coming back, I was just like, my brain feels refreshed, refreshed now because it's like, I'm starting to call, the, I'm starting to book the shows before they even air. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where, based off what you saw last week, you can book the entire show down to when the commercials are coming in, and then you can turn around and book the pay per view, and you know who's going to win. And here's the thing just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's always bad. Because sometimes the matches be fire. But when you're that predictable, where you're like, I'm booking the show and I'm like halfway across like the United States, maybe you should take a break from wrestling. Or maybe you're just like a hardcore mark. 
or you work for WWE, or maybe you don't. Some people say they work for WWE. They don't. What? Did I say something wrong? What'd I do? What? Did I say something wrong? Did... No. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I just wanted, I, I was just saying, like, some people say they work for WWE, but they really don't work for like, WWE. I, I took a break back when it was, like, 2008. And I remember, like, I remember this. I was, like, I had some friends call me, and they're, like, hey, we're going to go out. And I'm, like, ah, it's Monday. I, I, I didn't tell them I watched wrestling. I was, like, nah, you know, I think I'm going to stay in. And I turned it on, and for the upteenth time, that fucking month, the main event was Randy Orton versus John Cena. And at that point, I was, like, you know what? Turned it off, called my friend. I'm, like, hey, where are we meeting up at? And I didn't watch it for, like, fuck, for a really long time. Just because it was getting stupid. And it's like, it's just anything. If you have a love for something, sometimes you do get burnt out on it. And you just do need to walk away from it. And if you come back and you're like, oh, I missed it. That's great. If you don't, then you're just like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep uh, not watching it for a while. Yeah. Or do it. Like, it's, it's not hard. And like, honestly, it's like, I've actually, I haven't watched the product. But, like, I've just been excited keeping up with the news. Like, I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, oh, what's this? What's this going on, you know? I don't know, but it's just... you, Janae, you and Nicole are, like, freaking, like, future seers. Can you tell me what the fucking lotto numbers are this week? <laughs> I don't... I don't... I, I'm, I honestly... Um, I'm usually wrong more than I am right. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't admit that I'm that I've been wrong, but it may seem like I'm. Well, maybe I am right, but that's just because they're predictable. And at first, it was like really fun to sit there and say oh I was right I was right and then you're just like shit I was right yeah <laughs> it's old how was that because when uh, Smackdown came on last week because I remember we were on Tiff's live talking about it and Smackdown came on last week and stuff I was like I wonder if and sure enough the way I said it was gonna happen happened basically to the T and Roman I was like, opened up the show he talked mm-hmm. Cesaro came out um they kind of blew Cesaro off and, and they had him go up against Jay Uso. Seth <laughs> said it wasn't over between him and Cesaro. Pretty much everything she said, she said they were going to run back a lot of matches. They did. I was just like, well, you know, I'm not surprised. That's why I wasn't watching SmackDown. I had no desire to watch SmackDown, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, like to me, there was no point of running uh dirty dogs versus the street profits like it's getting to the point where it's like it's like the viking raiders and the street profits just without the stupid segments it's like at this point run the titles like singly not in a group against um the alpha academy or um mysterio and mysterio jr like stop going to the street profits if you're not going to put the titles on them give that give that team to somebody else give that chance to somebody else i don't want to see dirty dogs and the street profits and i know they did that because of the whole we'll have them come out to do like a celebration it's just like y'all could have still had them come out there and do that and then just left it 
at that. And I have a feeling they're going to run back Sasha and Bianca in the way that Bailey cut that promo. I would not be surprised if she gets thrown into a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash. Why are they calling it WrestleMania Backlash? Why couldn't it just be fucking Backlash? Because of Peacock. So basically, since WrestleMania <coughs> was on the Peacock network, um, there might have been people who haven't watched wrestling in a long time or never watched wrestling, and they saw WrestleMania, and that was their first introduction to it. So their first thing is WrestleMania. So now that you're running Backlash, they're thinking adding WrestleMania to Peacock is going to bring in the people that watched WrestleMania into backlash they're piggybacking yeah it's advertisement they're trying to see if they can get um more people to watch and i have a feeling what they might do if people do tune in they'll probably throw some number out there like say as many people watch wrestlemania backlash and i have a feeling they're going to be running back probably the same matches because they haven't built anything yet so what they, what do they do when they haven't built anything? They'll run back the same matches. The same no, it doesn't matches. make any sense. It's like at least a month away from now. You have time. And let me guess what the main event's going to be, or one of the main events is going to be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's already set. Drew McIntyre earned set. that opportunity Monday. And I hated it. I'll be the first one to say I hated it. I'm he just absolutely like, did. He won. How many times are you going to run Bobby Lashley and Drew? So that's probably going to get... But one thing they did do that was kind of cool that I didn't expect that was a swerve was Dijakovic and Dio Madden came out there and attacked Drew after he won the match. Which I'm pretty sure because of Pastor Porter. Yeah, he hired him. Um, So we're probably going to get on Monday Night Raw... A two-on-one match where it's either two one or one of them's gonna go up against Drew Monday, mm-hmm. which yeah. it's still something new. It's not the same old same old. So yeah. you know. I would rather have Predator go up against Drew because I would rather build that T bar. I'd rather build him up. Well, That's I true. I think it should be Dijakovic that goes up against yeah. Drew. Yeah, Dijakovic yeah. is a better wrestler. And he's going to give him a run for his money. Whereas Dio Madden is just, he's Dio he's Madden. There. He's just there. So, I don't mind. And they need to, they're going to run them as a tag team. Fucking cool. Do it. Let them, let them go up against Omos and fucking AJ Styles. Take the title off of them and see what they do with that. You still have Lucha House Party back there. Let's say Dorado and um, Grand Antelique are still employed. Thank God. I was really thinking that they were going to be one of them gone too, and then I me like, too. But they I didn't cut them; they kept them. So I'm like, thank God for that. Like, just use them and let them roll. Do Janae's idea and put Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza in a tag team together. It's better than having them sitting in the back paying them to do nothing. Okay, you were running with Andrade and and, and Angel for a minute. Ow. Look what happened there. And that's my thing. You could literally run Garza Humberto because they're both Lucha Lucha Libre and they're fast paced or whatever. They train together and they're cousins. So there's like instant bond where they will work together very well. It's very easy to book. I don't understand why WWE has such a hard time booking and they have some of the best talent in the world. It would be so easy to just put together matches. Like, you could just slap shit together for to fill up the hours for Monday Night Raw and then have your stories come in between. 
Like Janae is an advocate of cold matches and I 100% agree because a cold match could still turn into a rivalry. Mm-hmm. You could have that motive morph into a rivalry that's outside of belts. And one thing that people always forget that they, they seem to focus on a lot is that um, you have to have a belt in order to have a decent rivalry. And that's just not true. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre's rivalry would have worked had they had not doubled back between this rivalry and them. If they had left it where it was and let it progress naturally, it would have worked out in their favor. Every time they wrestle each other, it's the match is fired. And even though it went back to an old adage of them being friends and Seamus being jealous, it's a normal thing when you come into the business together, you have this thing and then someone gets something and you don't have it. But the reality is Seamus had, had the shit first. Seamus was champion when he got there. Two weeks after he got there, he was WWE champion. He beat John Cena for the title. I remember because I booed him. That Raw, I <laughs> I booed him. So I remember that heavily. He was a big, big heel. He beat up Jamie Noble really bad. And it was that was right after Jamie Noble had retired from wrestling. And it was just, I remember Sheamus's rise in WWE. And at that time, Drew McIntyre wasn't there. He was already gone. So the story for Drew and Sheamus would make sense if they had it. some water. <laughs> The story would have made sense if they hadn't did it right. They just, they just didn't do it right. I just, I'm just, I'm just sick of the same matches. And I mean, it's, and look, we're not insulting any wrestlers saying like, oh, no, we're just tired of seeing the same fucking people all the goddamn time. And it's heightened times five because we've been sitting at home for a year. So, yeah. I mean, they need to do something. I'll say this. The reason why AEW or any other um, wrestling company would have the ability to remotely get to where they are when it comes to viewership is not because of them. It's going to be because of WWE's own doing. Because people are, are going to get tired of watching this thing over and over again. And we've been seeing it with Raw, where they, they at one point, they were over, at one point years ago, they were hitting 7 million, and they dropped down to like 4 million, and they dropped down to 3 million, then it was like 2.5 million, then it was 2 million, and now they're trying to break 2 million even. And normally now they're sitting around 1.8. There was one point they were sitting at 1.5 million on a steady basis for a couple of weeks because the product was just so bad. They're gonna be the Raw's they're gonna be the reason why Raw is like gonna lose viewership. It's not gonna be the end of Raw, but it's they need to do they need to do something and more than likely when the investor call happens and viewership is down and they're starting to punch Vince McMahon and he'll come and send his minions of Bruce Richard and Kevin Dunn or whoever to come up with something to throw at a wall for some quick ratings and then the ratings are going to go up and then they're going to go back down again because they realize there was no plan. And you know I mean we talked about this before the show started on it's kind of a good segue into like the next thing we wanted to talk about. So Warrenite has called these people and um, they 
said, and it was John Laurinaitis who called and told them, hey, you're cut. And Laurinaitis stated that it was due to budget cuts and financial blah, 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 shit we've heard before. But now stuff is coming out that, you know, like what uh, it came out that Kevin Dunn, what did he say? He didn't really see, he didn't get Billy Kay. Now I'm going to let y'all talk about that because I already have my own problems with Kevin Dunn. Um, He was, for y'all who don't know, Kevin Dunn said, there's no way that Becky Lynch would ever get over because of her accent. Well, okay. It's so it's a problem with her accent, but you don't have a problem with Seamus's accent. You don't have a problem with Drew's accent. You don't have a problem with um, Finn's or no Finn, Seamus, Drew. They all have accents. And honestly, if we're really gonna do it, Finn's accent's a hell of a lot more thicker than fucking Becky's. True. So you know, but then again, there is a story that when the Bella Twins were up and coming. Apparently, Kevin Dunn either said something to sexualize uh, the Bella Twins. Here's two stories I heard. Apparently, John Laurinaitis heard Kevin Dunn talking shit about, like, saying some really inappropriate stuff about the Bella Twins, and John Laurinaitis. It was he, uh, Kevin Dunn Bella, and said that if she did something to him on a sexual matter, quote, her and her sister would be well taken care of. And from either story, it's either John Laurinaitis beat the shit out of them or Nikki Bella slapped the dog shit out of them. Probably both. That's just a rumor. But uh, Kevin Dunn is friends with uh, Vince Russo, who I think is the only time I'll ever agree with Jim Cornette. He's a fucking can't. Like, Russo is like Russo, Cornette, Dunn, Cornette. All these, like, all these yes-men events, and I'm going to throw Pritchard in there, too, because I really don't think that fucker knows what he's doing. They have no idea how to do modern wrestling. They don't. They're sitting on their laurels, and they're running shit back, and it's just, it's not good. Um... All I just think of is with like Laurinaitis is like again, and I'm not a big AJ Lee fan, but the fact that John Laurinaitis, I throw him in there too because he went up to AJ Lee, and he said, "You're you can't or we can't market you because you're not fuckable enough." I'm just like, dude, and it just makes me think like all these guys like like all like you know these guys kissing Vince's ass like literally part of the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club how would you like if you had a daughter or a niece a wife anybody who identified as female and someone came up and said that shit to them would you be fine with that or would a motherfucker be lying on the ground missing half his teeth I just want to know oh boy if you say that shit about my daughter six feet under and no one's gonna find your ass speaking of Jim Cornette (laughs) what did Corny say now Jim Cornette had his podcast and he basically was talking about the um the women's match headlining Wrestlemania 
Now, I don't listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. I probably will never listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. And the thing about it is he was shitting on it. He was just like, oh, now we have to have the girls headline WrestleMania. We had to put the girls at the head of WrestleMania. And it just, look, I want to say this, and because I, I, I've said my piece about Jim Cornette of, on my own volition and just to protect the integrity of our podcast, I'm going to be as professional as possible. Jim Cornette is a little gremlin face piece of shit that has no life. He can't work in wrestling other than to do little sidebars for Dark Side of the Ring and to have his podcast for all the little neck beards and no pussy getting boys who have been sitting up in their house watching wrestling since they were 12 and all that's all they have and that's all they know. The reality of the situation is the world has moved beyond your archaic views of what you deem to be great and the simplest explanation is the women put on a better match than your precious men so they definitely should have headlined. Period. Facts. You were watching Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Was it a decent match? Sure. It did not snap the way that Bianca and Sasha Banks match did. It did not hit the same. Not even close. And if you want to go there, when you look at night two, the main event for night two wasn't as good as the main event for night one either. What was the main event for night two? Oh, it was the triple threat. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was not as good as the first night, and it wasn't as good as the first night's main event. Look, y'all might want to keep wrestling in this little sexist bubble where everybody is all male and then the women just compliment the men, but the world isn't like that. The world has changed. Things have advanced and progressed. And the more you keep trying to buck against the system, the more you just look like a damn fool. At the end of the day, you can sit up in your room with all your nostalgia and all your VHS tapes and DVDs and all your memories of working with all these companies, but that's all you have. And that's all you ever will have because no one wants to be around you and no one wants to, no one cares about you. You and your bullshit rhetoric that you keep spewing only fuels those who listen to you. And yeah, you've got a big following. I'll, I'll give you that. They people listen, people listen to you, but that is because they're idiots and they don't know any better. <clears throat> you, know, you need to get your know. shit together. It's simple as that. Instead of you sitting up on your podcast bitching about Bianca and Sasha headlining Mania, you could have been bigging that shit up, which would have given them the leg up to do better in the industry and treat women with some fucking respect. But the only thing you know how to do is pimp out your fucking wife because you don't have a dick big enough to fuck her. Well, damn. Well, damn. If we're looking at Jim Cornette, I've said my piece about Jim Cornette. Like, I, I would never punch a 70-year-old man, but Jim I would. on site. Like, they're going to have to hold me back. And then be like, oops, I let you go. Like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. Um, just from looking at the two main events for WrestleMania, everybody knew Edge wasn't going to win. First off, it could have Ryan was going to win, but we all knew they weren't going to win because I'm going to be honest. If Edge won, all motherfuckers who 
down, being like, oh, here they go, not pushing new talent again. They made this old man, but fuck it, no. That's ex- don't say there and say you wouldn't because you would. But turn on that man quicker than anything. I'm, I'm calling y'all asses out. Couldn't have been upset if Brian won, but Brian's on his way out. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing, so I'm not upset. I'm happy he's still here. On an emotional aspect between those two matches, I was more invested into Sasha and Bianca. Because you have Bianca, who everyone's like, she gave she came up on the roster last year at WrestleMania. You know, she's hot. People love her. And you have Sasha. Sasha's never won at WrestleMania. And people, it's kind of like that whole, I was the same way. I'm not a big fan of Sasha Banks, but I'm like, I want her to win just because she won at WrestleMania, but I want Bianca to win too. And they that match was good. It could yeah. easily consider WWE's match of the year. If we're calling them this early, it was really good. And it had, like, granted, the storytelling was a little lackluster in the buildup, but by the time Mania got there, where they were like not on this weird little frenemies thing and anything, we're like, they slapped the hell out of both out of each other yes they did so like and the crowd was like the crowd was weird during the other women's matches but when it came to that match that crowd they were, into that. They were fucking like they because we were saying in the group chat we're like why is this crowd not going crazy? Because they should be going nuts over like the dumbest thing at this point. You know, like if someone fucked up, I was really expecting a you fucked up chant. I was really like, come on, this is the first five people we've had in like a fucking year. Like go ape shit. Like, oh, it rained. Motherfucker, I am Floridian. That was a drizzle compared to what we get down there. So <laughs> okay. Like it could be a tornado or a hurricane. I'd be like, "This is fine, whatever." Where's where? When, when's this match coming out? You know. <laughs> um, but it's just like emotional aspect. There was a lot of emotions running. People weren't really like, what I saw online. People weren't picking. Like, of course, you know the hardcore people had them, but like fans were just like, "I don't know who I want to win because the emotional aspect of it really had people like." fucking drawed in to watch them. I would rather watch that match again instead of watching the three-way on the second night. The second night did not hit at all. Nope. It had a couple good moments like Rhea won. That's great. I, like, I'm serious. When they did the, uh, the piped-in booze on her on Monday Night Raw, I was like, are you for fucking real right now? Like, yeah. I told y'all they were making her a heel. Like this bitch just got a standing ovation in Raymond James Stadium, and they tried to make her a heel, but it didn't Mm -hmm. work. It's not working. People are behind Rhea. It's the same way people are behind Shayna. It's like, yeah, you make her a heel, people are kind of like root for her and support her. Like I can give a fuck about Nia Jax. I'm like, I'm here for Shayna. I don't like Nia Jax either. To be honest with you, Um, you know, it's like because Cornette's just jealous. I think a lot of these older guys who come out and say shit, they're just jealous because first off, they couldn't wrestle for shit to begin with. And I think they're just mad because they know they know their words don't mean shit anymore. They are depending on the 
brain cells and his neck beards and these people who just cling on to them like their word is gospel. Same way with Alvarez and Meltzer. Okay. They're outdated. They know they're outdated. So they have to say controversial shit to get people revved up and angry. And we all know Cornette ain't got a leg to stand on anymore after all that shit came out. And again, I will applaud Joey Janela today. I go to wherever I end up in the afterlife. And I'm like, motherfucker called him out and no one thought of it until it came out. And now it's like, I, I can't take you seriously because, dude, you're a cuck. It's so small and insignificant. You had to have people fuck your wife for you. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry. Um, but it, I just, I just have a question, Corny. I just have a question. Um, if these were white women doing it, would you have a problem? Nope. Go in. Granted, he probably would go in because he's scared of strong women and vaginas, I believe. Would you have gone in as hard as you did on Sasha and Bianca if this was like Charlotte and Natalia or Charlotte and Becky Lynch? Would you be going in on them as hard? Hmm. I heard clips. I don't listen to Coronet either, but I've heard clips because there's people on YouTube like, fuck this guy. I ain't giving him the views. I'm going to like steal his shit and re-upload it. Because <laughs> they're the ones putting in the works. They actually have to sit through Oh, fuck. Um, I'm just hearing him go in and I'm just like you're so jealous and I think it's because you're scared of vaginas but I think it's also I'm not trying to bring race into it but I think you're scared of black women honestly hmm. I really think he is because I had my friend Ashley over hey Ashley um, she listens to the show hi um, she was over and she told me, you know, growing up, she didn't see a whole lot of black women, like like Sasha and Bianca. We've talked about how they how they used to be black women before in the past, angry and you know, they didn't really have much character. But she's like, I went to school with girls like Sasha. I went to school with girls like Bianca. And it's always mm-hmm. like, she goes, there was this one girl. She reminds us so much of Bianca. She had the earrings. She was like the smartest girl in school. She was always on like top athletic. And she goes, this is the girl who would steal your boyfriend and you would let her. <laughs> like, she, that's how she seems like Sasha and Bianca. She's like, I knew girls like that when I went to school. And she told me like after the whole match was said and done, she was crying. I was. She, she told me and she was hugging me and she doesn't really show like, her emotions a lot. But she was like, hold, like hugging me and crying. And she was like, I never thought I was two black women headlining WrestleMania. <laughs> I think first of all, what the fuck you doing? Um, I think I think Cornette, I think Cornette is a fucking racist asshole. I think he's afraid of black women. This is the and Corny, this is the white girl saying this to you. So come at me. And um, I think honestly, he's just a racist misogynistic piece of shit and I hope he loses all his wrestling memorabilia in a fire <laughs> damn okay and that's me being professional <clears throat> no I cried I cried when that match happened too I didn't think initially that I would it didn't affect me until after it was over and then we went I went live and I as I started talking about it that's when the emotion came up and then we talked, I talked to Tirza and Tirza came in 
and she was talking about it and it's the same thing it's not it's not just that two women headline mania it's that two black women did it and i'm sorry but i never thought in my lifetime i would ever see that and they were able to do it before two black men did it which says a lot because usually that's where they go you know what i mean men men get the first and then women come after and for them to to entrust that with bianca and sasha i i've said many times wwe isn't perfect they will never ever be perfect but the things that they've done and they've gotten right i'm gonna i'm gonna give them their props for that they did this right and i was forever grateful and what really solidified it for me was there was a little girl sitting at home watching wrestlemania with her mom and she had a little paper made belt and when bianca won she broke down into tears and she was just hysterically crying her mom couldn't stop her from crying and they asked her why are you crying she said because she won i didn't think i would get to see it and she won these and sasha was mania in main event and i didn't get to she couldn't even talk oh and that's what that's what what really i was like every little girl who looks like me sees these two women on tv and sasha made a point to represent naomi because she's the only other black girl on the roster and she wasn't in the match. So she wore her gear to look like Naomi's gear. And it didn't dawn on me until after it was over. And I was like, that is what she did. Sasha gets a lot of flack, a lot. But I don't think it's deserved as much as she gets. It's not. It really isn't. And as much as she, as much as people, you have your personal views about her, and that's fine. But what she does right, she gets it right. She knew Naomi wasn't going to be on the main event like that. So she made a point to make sure that she was represented along with Bianca and herself. And I'm just like, how can you, how can you shit on that? These women understand the significance of what they're doing. And they're well aware of how years later, this will be the catalyst to what they will be able to bring to the table for somebody else. So the girls like Simone, like AQA in the back, the other black girls that are in the back in NXT, they have something to look forward to. Ember too, because if they haven't created the lane, because before there was a Sasha Banks, there was Jazz and there was Jacqueline. And you had those women doing their best to maintain their footing in the industry, despite how they were portrayed, what they wanted them to look like, they did the best that they could under the circumstances. And it's even more marginalized for the Latino women. So for us to be able to see that and to be able to watch that, that meant a lot to us. And that meant a lot to a lot of people. And Jim Cornette, he 
he doesn't understand because he gets to see himself represented or at least a piece of it. He's seen it throughout decades. It doesn't mean anything to him. But representation means a lot when you don't see it. And that's why he got the smoke that he got from me. Because you don't understand. So instead of you understanding, you double down on what you know. And what you know is some bullshit. It's, it's just pure bullshit. You're not even trying to understand why it was done. Or at least give some understanding to it. No, you decide to sit on your soapbox and get mad and bitch and moan when you had a main event match the next night that was male driven. Two white men were in the match. Three white men. Oh yeah, two. Yeah, Roman. Sorry, my bad. Like, what do you? What? What did you want? Most of the card was dominated by men for so both nights. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not trying to start anything. I know y'all have passed mania, but I just have a I just have a quick question. So, when Booker T was saying this shit about Sasha and Bianca at Mania, what did he say? And it looked like he it was like killing him inside to say it, but I was laughing at it. And I'm just like, you got a lot of shit to say, Booker, but now you're kissing their ass. Is Booker T pretty much turning into Jim Cornette at this point? I call him Coon T because the only person of color that he advocates for is Ember Moon. Yeah, because she came through his, his school. Because the um, thing is, Booker T would, anytime Sasha was brought up, in my opinion, he made a point to downplay her. And here's the thing bias aside, I am a fan of Sasha. Bias aside, that girl, I'm just going to say for there's other women that have done things, but Sasha in particular, she has done a lot. For wrestling for when it comes to the women coming into the roster amongst other women as well but she makes sure that whoever she goes into a match with gets a good match he is one of those people that will put other people above her for the good of that division and booker t would always have something to say and then when bianca came on the scene and you had your smackdown talk and booker t was there there were things that he had said that you could tell that rubbed Bianca the wrong way just by her facial expressions. And one of them was when Montez was uh, on there as well. And he was, I forgot what he said, but he had said something that was just real shady. And the look on Montez's face was like, I just want to smack him when these cameras turn off. <laughs> for some reason, he is extra hard when it comes to people of color, except for Ember, because Ember did go and train I'm at a school. But then now you see all of a sudden he's praising Sasha. Now all of a sudden he's saying everything he was saying was within kayfabe. Now he's saying, oh, before he was saying, oh, Sasha has an attitude problem when literally everyone in that locker room has said otherwise. People that are not in that locker room that know her that have said otherwise. Like that girl gets a lot of flack and it's ridiculous. And I give her kudos for taking that time off to get her mental health right because people were going in on her for no reason. Mm-hmm. So coon teeth. So I'm just like, <laughs> y'all, y'all don't have to like Sasha Banks because I'm not a Sasha Banks fan. You don't have to like her, but y'all need to respect Mercedes, okay? Because she's done a lot of shit and she's taken a lot of shit. So I just she, she's only 2022. Yeah. Do, do you guys think that Booker T is turning into Jim Cornette? I won't say he's turning to Jim Cornette. I'll say that he's an asshole. Jim Cornette goes the extra mile. Like, Jim Cornette is violently misogynistic. 
I haven't heard Booker T go there yet. He has his favorites is the point that I think um, Booker T goes to. But Jim Cornette is extremely misogynistic and sexist and he just, he, he has no respect for women's wrestling at all. So Booker does respect the sport, but he he picks and chooses who he likes. And he claims that he's playing a character, which in turn, in terms of his podcast is fine, but he does it all the time. There's never a time where he's out of character. So my my diff the difference between the two is that Cornette lives in a world where men are dominating and they should be at the forefront of wrestling all the time. Booker T is a little bit more lenient. He understands that women's wrestling is just as important as men's wrestling, but he's biased when it comes to certain superstars. So there is a difference between the two of them. I won't go so far to call him the new Jim Cornette yet, unless I hear something that he said that's fucked up, although he said some fucked up shit. I'll let him live for now is the point that I'm trying to make. I just want to ask you guys that. No, it's I, I understand it because there is a correlation between the two of them. They both have a skewed view of what wrestling is and what it should be. What really baffles me about Booker T more specifically is the fact that he is always at the ready to talk about it's all about collecting checks and making money. And I was like, well, it was a long time before you were champion and making money. You were in the tag team division for a minute. Your brother left. You became a singles competitor. And for a while, you and your short dreads weren't doing nothing. Okay? Then they move you up and they start they start you with this whole, we're going to give you a feud with Triple H. When you go back and watch that feud, that feud is cringy as fuck. That is so uncomfortable. And now even Triple H comes out and says, he goes, I can't watch that. Like, it fucking makes him cringe and he was a part of it. Like, you literally told him that you he should have been in the back shining your shoes. I know what he meant to imply was that he wasn't good enough to be in the same ring with him, right? That's what was the implication. But you have to understand, you're a white, a privileged white man talking to a black man who literally, back in the day, could have been shining your shoes. And was more than likely more qualified to do the job, but because he was black, he wasn't given the opportunity to. So when you do that, the implications of what you say and how it's said, it comes across ugly. Never mind the fact you went to WrestleMania and lost. And then they say, oh, well, you know, Booker T, we're going to give him, you know, oh, what did he get? U.S. title? Then he got the then he got dropped that and then he started this whole King Booker moniker because he won King of the Ring. And instead of them giving him the WWE title, they gave him the world heavyweight title. Which he was the King Booker of SmackDown for a while. And at that time, Edge was the WWE champion. So they were running around, you know, doing their thing. Booker T has I think he understands 
that he had to go through a lot of things so other people could walk. And he feels like now everybody has an opportunity. It's a bit easier, but now everybody wants to start hashtags and you need to give this person. He said, no, people have to work for stuff. And the thing is, he'll give Charlotte the, the love and admiration all day long, but he won't do it for Bianca and he won't do it for Naomi. And that's where I have my issues with him. The black girls are the ones who need the most support and the most uplifting. And it would mean 10 times more coming from you than it would be say JBL. And it's no shade to him, but the reality is when I see somebody who looks like me abdicating for me, that picks me up. Okay, my people got my back. There's nothing wrong with that. I never, I just don't understand it. He in character, cool. All right, bet. Let's go there. Let's spin reality for a second. You in character. Bam. Even in character, you trying to tell me that Naomi doesn't deserve an opportunity at the title in any in any way, shape, or form. She doesn't deserve any of that. Are you trying to convince me that Bianca didn't deserve or earn her opportunity at the title against Sasha at the main event of WrestleMania? You cannot tell me that she didn't or that she wasn't the one who needed to go. Because if you're going to go about it this way, you're looking at how can I book Mania with the first crowd ever so that it can be epic. Where else would you go? The only other place you could do is double back to Bailey versus Sasha. Honestly, I didn't want to see that. We've already seen it. So they take a smart route and decide, okay, Bianca and Sasha, yeah, their build, well, their build up wasn't great. It could have been better. But I'm kind of glad that it was flat because you went into this match with no expectations. You didn't have anything to go off of because they hadn't wrestled each other. So you didn't, you didn't have anything off of their few because they were pretty even killed with their few. So you were like, okay, I don't know if this match going to snap or not, but we're going to wait and see. And they delivered when they went out there. They 100% delivered. And for some people, it's still not good enough. I was on my page earlier, and people on my page talking about that match sucked. The women's match was terrible. They should have let Drew and Bobby close the show. And I told one dude, I told the dude that his mom should have swallowed him and then I blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were people on my page like, so you're not allowed to have an opinion. I'm like, this is my page. This is my page. You're not going to come on my page and disrespect something that meant something to me. You want to have that opinion on your page, fine. You can do that. But you're not going to come on my page and troll so you can stand out amongst the crowd. No, go over there to your 200 followers and tell them that that match sucked. You have no wrestling shit on your page, and you come on my page just so you can talk shit. No, fuck you, okay? I said what I said. Your mom should have swallowed you, you piece of shit. And I mean it. Opinion, that's not a problem, but be considerate, like the way you tell people shit. You don't like it? Fine. I don't give a shit. You don't have to come on my page and bitch about it. Go bitch on your own page. Um, I don't know. I just um 
I'm just tired of this old, and I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm just tired of this old school mentality that just will not seem to die. And it goes with like, like Meltzer, Alvarez. Like I sent you guys something, like I'm going to put ringside news in it because they're kind of just clickbaity right now because they posted something about how someone was let go because they pouted they weren't on WrestleMania and Meltzer's eating that shit up. And I'm like, see, all y'all, I'm putting you all in a group. You're like the bacteria that's like making us the rest of us sick so like what we need to do is just get some clorox get some clorox wipes some microban some air pressure straight up bleach with comet you know we just need you guys need to slowly just be phased out because you can sit over here and be miserable and bitch and complain and whine but i'm not gonna be over there i'm gonna hang out with the people who are like hey wrestlemania was okay you know, let's be, you know, decent people about this because not everything revolves around pro wrestling. It's okay, like, we don't have the same opinion, but you can be fucking considerate. Like, you know, you come on our page, you say shit, we're going to block you too. And it's not because we don't want to hear what you want to say, but if you're coming on to some bullshit, we don't want to deal with you, honestly. Like, that's straight up. You know how many people we have blocked on Twitter? (laughs) Like, I lost count. Jesus. Janae, what do you think? I mean, you guys pretty much said everything um, that I was that I was going to say. The thing is, the triple threat match was a good match. Bianca and Sasha was a good match. The difference between the two is one was history and had more of an importance, and it should have main event it like it needed to be. The Bobby Lashley and Drew match was a good, yeah, but was it something that would have been main event worthy? No, no, no. Especially with the fact is like usually the main event, you have people retain, but for someone like Bobby and Drew, the fact that Bobby was going to retain, that didn't need to be a main event. It just it, it didn't. Um, and it's like WWE has a thing where it's like if it's if a championship match is happening and it's like the first match normally the, the champion retains anyway, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a a main event worthy kind of a thing Sasha and um Bailey was so people that are upset that the women main evented if it was if it made you that upset you need to get out more <laughs> you need to go read a book catch a movie yeah, wear, um, a mask. You know, wear a mask you know go get you something to eat get some air like wrestling you being mad that two women african-american women main event it somehow just dampered your whole night at wrestlemania when obviously we saw night two you should be complaining about night two period because night two was not the out maybe there was like one or two matches that were good night two wasn't that great so you should be complaining about how night two was just wasn't that great because night one was amazing so i'm just like whatever with with jim Cornette because the thing is like with jim Cornette and the russos and all them they're so stuck in the old ways of wrestling they don't want to change and evolve with how wrestling is changing they don't want to do that because it's a territory that they don't know and they realize that they start to do that they they'll understand that maybe this isn't the, the world for them anymore they won't have a place for them anymore so they try to keep it as old school as possible and it just it, it doesn't work and eventually they're going to be pushed out whether they like it or not and that's just something they're going to have to get used to. So when it comes to Jim Cornette, 
I could care less about him. I don't listen to his podcast. I don't give him any attention. He's just going to be an old expired jar of mayo complaining <laughs> about everything that doesn't have nothing to do with big buff white dudes and fucking titties and puppies and shit. So I don't care. <laughs> an old inspired jar of mayonnaise. Are we talking about titties? Can we just admit that like Big E has the best tits out of any man? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> like his tits are so nice. And I'm just like, damn, man. Like, I'm yeah, like yeah, you know how Big E is. He likes to be big and beefy, child. <laughs> big I... meaty men slap the meat. That's nasty. <laughs> I don't like it. He's like, that's, like one of my my friend who was over here watching Mania for Hugs and Hi Linus. Um, he was saying all this stuff, and he we were talking about something, and um, he goes, you know, he goes, you know who I miss on this Bobby Heenan? Because oh, it's because they like Corey said something that pissed us all off. It was like him kind of doing these microaggressions, like throughout the whole match, like. Oh, Sasha's getting too big for her britches. And they're all like, wait, what the fuck did he just say? Like, I want to oh, know. know what kind of blackmail Corey Graves has on people because he's not that good. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he said, I miss uh, Bobby Heenan. I said, why? I'm like, I miss Bobby Heenan too. And he goes, because Bobby Heenan never said one mean thing. He may not like something you did, but he does like you know, I hate to say it, but like the compliment sandwich, he would say something nice about you, something that you need to work on. And then he would finish it up saying like, but they're the nicest person in the world. Kind of like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, he did do that with people. And Bobby Heenan was a heel for most of his manager career. And he yeah. was always saying nice shit about everybody. Even if you were a douche, he said nice things about you. Because <laughs> he, he would try, Bobby Heenan was one of those people who would just try to find god it's hard sometimes to find the good in that people have but he never said anything bad about anyone and that's why i miss mommy heenan and when jim Cornette dies i'm gonna find his grave and piss on it oh jesus gender neutral bathroom just saying hell no (laughs) (laughs) just saying and on that note, since Alexis has to pee on people, we gonna go. Okay? <laughs> we gonna... <laughs> we gonna let Alexis go take her bathroom break, wherever it's gonna be. We gonna let her do that. But don't worry, folks. We'll be back next week, and we're gonna do another show, and we're gonna give Alexis some time, and she'll be back, and we'll be back swinging maybe next month or a month after give her a little bit more time and uh, Nicole will probably be back next time maybe and if always it's going to be me and it should be Janae she probably ain't got nothing business she might she might have something to do but she usually don't (laughs) just put all my business go to family I didn't know how to swim (laughs) I want to go for Janae put all my business out there Mm-hmm.